This is Power Players with Dan Clark. So let's just start at the beginning, Mr. Glover, number one. <laughs> you know what's so funny? I just, you know, to wear number one is just so extraordinary, you know, in Formula One racing and everything. And you're uh, you're holding up, dude. <laughs> I appreciate it, man. And you're you were the workhorse. Uh, you see, like, how many carries did you have? Twenty five or something? I can't remember. Yeah, I had twenty five. Eighty six yards. Yes, sir. Caught a caught a pass for seventeen yards. Man, you were doing it all. <laughs> I mean, I was I, my my seats are on the fifty yard line on the fourth row, so I can actually see you guys pretty close. And so yeah, I know you got a bullseye view. I'm telling you, you had you had such a good game. All the other running backs were starting to take off their uniforms, man. They're like, I'm not going to get in. <laughs> like, nah, I'm not in the mood. I'm going to go to. The, I'm going to go take a cold plunge, man. Man, so they can't do that. Now with Coach Wood. You know what is so cool? I, I want to ask you some real personal questions because you play so much bigger than. Five eight. I don't think you're five eight. I think you're six feet tall, man. Don't <laughs> I appreciate that. And I want to know how much you bench, man. You are one buff dude. Yeah. So, uh, high high school we used to do one rep maxes, but now in college we do like a max, and you got to get a volume to either six or higher to PR. So I got like eight reps of uh, uh three sixty five. So I got eight of those. So whatever you gonna scale, you can scale me from oh, there. Oh, you cow, dude! <laughs> That's impressive, man. Yes, so man. what's your forty time? Shoot, man, we haven't ran. I haven't ran a forty here in Utah. So I mean, I would gauge myself four, five, four, six guy. You know, I, when I get to train and it's that time, I definitely want to get lower. But that's why I put my my range up. But my job as a as a podcast host is to ask the questions that all the fans want to know. So no. teach us the difference between, you know, pro day time when your heart's pounding and game speed, because man, you have got game speed. <laughs> yeah, man, it's different. You know, yeah, when you're on the field, man, like, you know, 40 time is all technique. You know, you can get a guy that technically just knows how to run the 40. He can run the fast as, time, fast as he wants to. You know, of course, you know, uh, God giving gifts come with it. But in the game, you have to go. I just feel like, you know, when I'm in a game, I don't feel like someone's going to catch me from the back. Like, if I get in space, I'm going to go. <laughs> so, it's you know, they better just be running too because I ain't, you know, I ain't just going down <laughs> like, like not that easy. Not that easy. Okay, so so teach us teach us about how how do you prepare to be a shifty running back? Do you just think you always had that talent? Because not only you are north and south runner, I mean you you put your head in there. You're a you're a short distance back. And too many times in our day and age we have specialty backs. Yeah, you're a you're third and long, so you're gonna catch the swing pass out of the backfield, blah, blah, blah. And then you bring in the big dude, you know, the 500-pound dude who runs you like a nine-flat 40, but he's good for fourth to one. Yeah, for sure. But they're not replacing you. You you put your head down, but you're shifty. So I want to know how what goes through your mind. How do you prepare yourself so that you're so reactive? You're like this caged cat. The second you touch the ball, 
Are you looking at the ball when you get the handoff? Are you looking at the? Are you giving the play away, dog? Uh, I can I can take you. I'll take you through just like an inside zone play. If I look at the ball, I'm in trouble. Like I'm going back in this mean room, and Coach Hughes telling me I need to go back to Lake Gibson High School because that's little <laughs> stuff. Like no, nah, in the college, you know, it's the quarterback has a job, and I have a job. The quarterback, especially on the run play, if he his job is to put the ball in my hand. And my job is to look at my read key and make my read key wrong. So when I say my read key, you know, in the inside inside zone play, if we run to the right, we're going to have a that one technique or the three technique to the side that I'm running to, which is the either the nose tackle or just the defensive tackle. Um, so to the side I'm running to, I have to make him wrong. So after I do that, everything is instinctual. Like after I get that assignment done, like it's all on me. So uh as far as I, cutting back, going against the grain, whatever you your instinct tells yeah. you. Yeah. So like so in the systems of like cutting back, okay. If you cut back, because the play design is always to stay front side with inside zone. So you want to stay there, but it is a cutback lane that's gonna be there majority of the time. But if you cut back, you're gonna have to make that right decision. Cause if you don't, then you're in trouble. So it's you gotta just you know, first and foremost, do your rekey. After you do your rekey. Coach Q just says, let your personality show. Like, after I get past that second level, we have to go. And like you say, sometimes you got to put your head down and get them dirty yards. But when it comes to shifting this, man, like I just kind of being from from Florida and the, the coaches I had, you know, my running back coach from high school was just very influential of, like, helping me create my game. Um, He gave me tools. And, you know, he just tried to give me as much as he could. And I feel like – just that shiftiness. I mean, I had it in Little League, but I really feel like coming into high school, like he really helped me sharpen the tools and know when to use a certain move in a different situation. So it does happen fast, but like when you do it, it's like, okay, I trained for this because okay, this is this the move I want to do in this situation, or you know, vice versa. So yeah, man, it's it's so a lot of thinking, but it's really not. You just gotta what go. What offense did you run in 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 high school then? Were you like a tailback, a lot of zone block, and you just get the ball and pick your hole, go through the A gap, B gap, or as you say, one or three, or were you like a single wing? Did you run a lot of speed? Teach us about what skill set you developed from sophomore, junior, senior year in high so, school. So freshman year, we were kind of, we definitely was heavy similar to like West Coast offense, for as in what I do now, you know, running power, you know, inside zone. And you were all out of the backfield a lot. Yeah, freshman year as well. Like coming, doing screens, uh, accident swings. But then in sophomore year, you know, who knows, whole different coaching staff. This coach oh. believed in spread, spread offense. And this is the offense that I really like flourished in because I'm like, okay, you spread in the field. Okay, they either going to respect and stack the box and we're going to throw it out or they're going to have to respect the receivers and then I'm going to have a field day. And so that's where, you know, there I was running, you know, I mean, a lot of stuff. Like I was out empty playing a little receiver uh i was coming out of backfield doing the speed options and then a lot of time our bread and butter was inside zone and power you know we no inside zone and counter sorry counter yeah we we killed we killed guys with it you know it's just you know i had a real good offensive line and i had one of these my favorite guards it's, i i'll say his name jeremy mcqueen uh <laughs> he was up. he was he was my dog man that's the guy i would love when he used to pull I just knew it was going to be a big play. So, yeah, man. Did he go on to play D1? Yeah, he is, man. He uh, he just, fortunately for, unfortunately for him, you know, his size just doesn't give him to be the P5. But, I mean, I'm sure he gets tape where he is. 
he can go go to a division one. Um, but yeah, he's probably like a six two, about three hundred and twenty pounder. But uh, he's he can he can like he can go, man. But he plays he played defensive tackle primarily. But like he can't play both ways for us because we couldn't keep him off the offensive side of the ball, especially playing O line. Uh, so yeah, but he plays over in Davenport right now in Michigan. Uh, yeah. it's a D two school, so they they going real good, real good right now. So this will be his second year. He's starting over there, so I'm sure he's ready to get some tape and try to get you know in that portal looking for some uh better options for him. Well, not better options, dude. Take the S off. He needs to come to Utah. <laughs> hey man, I've been I've been trying, man. <laughs> like I said, they. They be meticulous about size, but I say, man, that's a dog. I promise you, he's a dog. That's so cool. This episode is brought to you by Jan Pro Franchise Development. Thank you so much for supporting our amazing student athletes at the University of Utah. Okay, so uh, what was it like growing up? Uh, t- tell us a little bit about your family life, man. Yeah, man. So kind of to twill it in on how tight knit or how big. You know, I'm am on family. I grew up in the same house my dad grew up in. Uh, so you know, I yeah, you could kind of tell like that feel of you know, family's big and um, yeah. So it's just me. I'm the only child. Mom and dad. You know, they they was together throughout my whole childhood cool. until now. So you know, I really respect you know how my dad treated my mom and how he treated women, and it kind of gave me a sense of you know how I would go out and treat. But yeah, man. So my dad, you never, you never were tempted to yank your dad's chain. And said, "Dad, I, I I believe that you grew up in this house because last night this woman came to me. She was like some spirit. She was your junior prom day. You need to come clean, man. <laughs> she was spreading rumors about you, pops. Come on, hey, baby. man. I should say something like that. He was like, man, what you talking about, man? <laughs> yeah, man. But uh, yeah, it's been um. Very yeah, supportive, so, always at your games. and Yeah, man. My, your dad a superstar athlete like you, your mom, or what? My pops was a superstar tennis player in high school. He holds his trophy. No kidding. He holds his trophy. Oh, I could, I, now we break it up, I can tell you the story. I don't think uh, – so I'm on my official visit. Now, mind you, I done came visit Utah twice before my official. And so uh, this is the time when my family came. And so – my pops, I was telling him that he played tennis as well, and Coach Witt and the coaches play tennis a lot. So during that total, my dad say so, and Coach Witt like, "Hey, we gotta, we're gonna go do a game right now." And my dad said, "I got my shoes, everything." He he said, uh, "I got all I need is a racket." And so he was, uh, so it was my my dad and Coach Freddie Whittingham versus Coach Witt and uh, one of the graduate assistants on the team. And man, they was actually going at it. Like, I mean, Coach Witt in there sweating, my pops in there sweating, tired. Like, it was actually like pretty cool. And I'm like, bro, pops playing with the head coach. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, I, I think I might have to come here because uh, I don't think <laughs> yeah, I'll go anywhere cool. else in the country. And this would have been an encounter. But uh, no, nah, it was dope. My pops end up losing. They said they have to give it to Coach Witt because, uh, you know, he's the head man. And uh, uh, so I guess you they want easy. more than 80. You want more than 25 carries at some point. So, <laughs> yeah, I got a, I got, he, he couldn't beat him up, man. But no, nah, yeah. Pops played tennis. My mom was a track runner. Um, no, Nothing professionally. She didn't go to college to run, but uh, you know, I, my, my family is just full of athletes, you know, unfortunately from different circumstances, they weren't able to take it to the next level, but you know, that's why they kind of poured it into me, you know, to bring those talents and kind of showcase, you know, our family that is athletes in there. And, you know, yeah. 
I uh, just to do it the right way. But yeah, as a family, totally, man, I had you know support. Not even just from my parents, from their 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 siblings, my aunties, uncles. My uh, unfortunately, I didn't get to meet my my grandparents, but I have a nana that you know is in place as a grand grandmama that I never had, and so I just had family just be around, just not just for football, but just academics, you know, even little shows I would have at the school, just real supportive, and you know, I just knew that I would I always want to give back because people gave to me. And I was yeah. like, I can't, I can't leave here knowing that, you know, I just took all that giving and then pour it back into other people. You yeah, know, awesome. so you say shows at school. Were you like in the school musical? Are you a singer or something? A dancer? Come Man, on, it, that, I, this is something I never would have said until this article let out by about a week ago. Uh, so I, I danced in middle school because I went to a, a magnet, you know, a charter school over in Lakeland called Rochelle School of the Arts. So. At first, I was doing theater as an elementary schooler. Then I thought the chicks was bad, you know, looking good and dancing when I came to middle school. So I was like, "Man, I'm trying to be with them," you know. And yeah, uh, then I kind of, then I kind of, in a way, kind of just enjoyed dance. You know, I did modern ballet. It just had me doing different movements that I never did. I never felt, you know, any sense of pride. I was doing little early things, but nah, it's a lot of stuff kept me agile, kept me good on my feet. That is so freaking cool. You know, NFL Hall of Famer Lynn Swan, number 88 receiver for the Pittsburgh Steelers. He was a phenomenal dancer. Yeah. Phenomenal tap dancer, too. So my daughter, big time uh, choreographer dancer. She just got off world tour with Dua Lipa, made Sierra's last music video, you know, Megan Trainers. She's big time. Dancing at the Grammys, dancing at the BET. She's big time. And she trained six days a week at center stage. And that's where all the pros come from, uh, from uh, dancing with the stars. So I've been, a, I've been one of those dance dads and man, <laughs> I'm telling you what, dude, you just, you just took your, your rep to the next level. Yeah, man, it's serious. I mean, maybe, you guys, maybe, maybe, you know, let's just use this, this podcast to kind of promote that. Can you imagine if you got all the running backs, all the receivers, all the special uh, all, all, all the 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 skill positions and enroll them in two dance classes a week on the off season. Come on, baby! Nah, that would be fire. Hey, we can sell out Pioneer Memorial Theater for a <laughs> dance concert by the Utah Utes. Baby. Hey, man, because I know everybody's gonna try to come. <laughs> I would, I'll, I'll sell it out, baby. I'll, 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 be, the, I'll be the PR dude because now we're talking, baby. Okay, so let's talk. So let's get real personal. How do you? How do you prepare yourself on game day? Game day preparation. So I'm I, I'm just ever since I kind of, especially in high school, you know, I just got a little routine. You know, I just kind of stay in routine. If I mess it up, I feel like, okay, this is why this game didn't go as well as I, you know, would have thought. But, yeah, so coming into that that game day night, I have this routine, a little work I do, like my push-ups, my stretches and things. So I get that in, it's about 35 minutes, you know, you know, I, after that, I go into my film study, get my last little tip and reminders from the scan report through the install throughout the week. So I scan over that. And then so after all that's done, you know, I, you know, I chop it up with my girl, you know, get off the phone and then I pray and coming to the game day. We you all, she still loves you or you start. <laughs> I pray. I pray for it all. Family, my girl still loving me because, you know, I'm I know I'm a handful. And uh, and you know, just kind of prepare for my mind to just be right to the you know the following day. 
Um, and then, yeah, so then coming into the morning, uh, I try my best because I want to be at, like, the early rise of breakfast. So that's around, like, 7, 7.30, depending on, you know, the time of the game. Uh, so, yeah, I get in and grab my little breakfast because I, I don't – especially – it's been weird this season because I've been used to us playing a little later and we're playing a little earlier now. And I just don't like feeling heavy on game days. Like, that's a heavy pit peeve. Like, if I feel like I got to go to the bathroom game day, we having a problem. So, <laughs> I'll try, I try to not – I eat really light on game day. And then going on from there, uh, I'm just really into kind of like being, you know, not not too, not too serious because ultimately you want to go play. And I feel like a lot of times when you're just so dialed in – the game, you kind of think too much. So, you know, I get loose, you know, top of my teammates. But here at Utah, just you skip your your uh your routine has a ferry because you everything's scheduled. You have things meeting, you know, things to prepare before the game on that game day. So yeah, after I got through the breakfast part, you know, I go to my meetings and then when they give us our little spare time after the pregame, uh pregame meal, well, I'll just listen to my music, you know, relax. And, you What's know, your just, music? So yeah, man. So on game day, I, I I like to I like to throw in some Drake, some Rick Ross. You know, I'm I'm a variety, but it's like my my go tos. You know, Drake, Rick Ross, little baby. You know, those are my guys that really turn me up on game day, and just just vibe out, man. Just get my mind right to know I gotta go to war. So you change up your music when it gets closer to game time, or when you go out on the field. I get I really change like change up to that that set because I got a playlist called No Skips. So every song on there I feel like it's a banger. So I I press on that playlist and it's really like when we walk in to get on that bus, going to the stadium, wherever we at, that's the music that's on because I know what time it is. So that's it keep me in that type of vibe. Very cool. University of Utah student athletes especially want to thank Jan Pro for their undying support of our amazing athletic programs. Ever feel have you ever been in a game where you you got so psyched out about the game, the competition, the meaning, the importance of the game that you were emotionally drained before the even first snap? And what did you learn from it if that ever happened? How do you how do you regulate your emotions so that the second you touch your first handoff, man, you are a freaking caged, uncaged cat? Um, I really feel like, I mean, in a scenario, a little different, not as a, not, I know, because kind of same on this topic, kind of Arizona State, when I got like my first start uh, away, I was just like, you know, I felt like I prepared great throughout the week, but on the day when I got in pregame, it just kind of felt like my, just my heart was pounding. You know, it's like, okay, shoot, like, it is a conference game, first start, and we're away. So it's like, don't know how effective – like, everything is just different. I'm trying to think, like, the fans going to be really loud. I'm going to hear the calls, like, things like that. And it's like, man, you've been doing this for so long. You didn't practice and prepared all week. Relax. So uh, my first series in, you know, it just – everything just felt – for me, it just felt weird. Just because it was like internally, I like I couldn't hear anything, and I was just playing. And it's like, like all I'm hearing is like breathing and contact. Like, like it's like, and then that's how I felt the first series. And then when I get kind of like, uh, you know, I get sold out. You know, it's probably like second quarter. JJ's in, and then uh, okay, we just went down and scored, and then the defense we finna kick it off, and. I just remember him scoring, and I look at uh, Tao Johnson. I'm like, 
hey, bro, it's the game. Like the, it's already halftime. You know, and he he looking at me crazy. He was, he was like, are you all right? And after the game, I finally, he told his parents like he thought I had a concussion or whatever. But I just felt like I was just so like in awe. And so I don't think I got hit hard. It was just like, whoa, like this is this is this real. So I think I had that moment when I learned from it. It's like, uh, just just trusting your preparation. You know, you don't go all week putting them hours to just not feel as you're not prepared. And I feel like just from that game, like, you know, go out there, play loose, don't overthink, and, you know, you're going to be all right. And so, yeah, I, I mean, even now I still have to remind myself of that because it'd be certain situations where you do overthink and it's not going to go away. But as I really understand coming and being in this next level, like when I get comfortable, like I, I promise I'm going to be a force. So I'm just always going to continue to just try to keep my preparation there. Like I prepare well throughout this week so I can know that, you know, I could really go out there and make plays. Yeah, so I played uh, I played defensive end, linebacker. You know, I played at the U. I played football and baseball. So when we talk about game film, when we talk about preparation, from a defensive perspective, it's easy to see the tendencies when they're in this formation. They're going to, you know, come they're coming up my way. I better show up at the line of scrimmage in a bad mood. And yeah. I know they're going wide, so I'm going to widen out my stance a little bit and get ready to go or whatever. But from an offensive perspective, from a from a running back's perspective, how do you gain the competitive advantage by watching game film in the same way that we defenders would? Because do you ever look? I mean, so you're 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 in the set. They've called the play. Do you look up and notice where the linebackers are based so, on? So based on – because so we basically go off, like I say, tips and reminders. We kind of go off of uh, some of the keys that we pointed out throughout the week of film. Like, like for instance, like, okay, if we're to the field and then we have the Sam apex, okay, then there they might be a zone. So now we can know if we're going pass and pass protection – Okay, we just know, okay, they're going zone or even for as even the run game. Like we can understand like how who's gonna come in, especially because we want to really know, uh, because a lot of the tendencies that we study is during pass protection and know who our guy coming and kind of know, okay, we possibly gonna get corner chalk when he's pressed to the boundary, and then you see the state safety prime stat. And some defenses are different because they disguise different. So a lot of times we just want to make sure that we can have our guy and it doesn't catch us off guard especially on, you know, pass protection. Then when it comes to the run game, we just kind of try to see how they feel and how they fit, especially with the backers. You know, defensive linemen, we, we kind of see that tendency, like, okay, you could have certain games where you got a defensive line where they really fire off the ball, and then you got to be focused on the twist or when they scrape or squeeze. But our biggest thing is kind of see how the backer plays in the run game, how he fits, you know, how he, you know, he hits, you know, even when he tackles, kind of – dictate, okay, how you need to approach if, you know, he's unblocked on this play. So, um, you know, as a running back, a lot of our job is being instinctively great. You know, it's not too much film that you can really say a guy is going to do this because we've got a ball in the hand. You don't know what they're going to do. So you kind of just you kind of just go out there and you have to be reactive, like you say, like a cat. That's an analogy that I, you know, never really heard, but I can kind of get because as backs, you have to be really instinctual to be successful. Like if you don't have the instincts, you you know you kind of it's hard because you got to do everything on the fly, and you can't really say you know what's coming. 
Yeah. Okay, so let's talk about resilience. So, so I played football for 13 years, and I I got seriously hurt, and I had to end my I ended my career before I was ready. And everybody says, "Would you do it again?" I'm like, "Absolutely." There's not a there's not a down in my mind. I would do everything all over again. Right. So let's talk about resiliency. So how do you recover on the field if you drop a pass, if you fumble the ball, if you if you miss a block, if the if the whatever the the, the negative situation is, and we've all had them. Yeah. How how do you personally deal with that? Because as we all know, there's a 35 second shot clock, and the average football play takes five seconds, and it takes five seconds to unpack unpile the pile. So you got 25 seconds to figure out what you're going to do next. Are you going to cry like a baby? Are you going to set up failure for the next play? Or are you going to have, are you going to fire up and just say, let's go teach us about what, 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 what Glover does. It has to be the last one. Um, Ultimately, you know, even coming from high school, just like my background, like every, it's always the next play mentality. You know, you can't get the play back. It already happened. So, you know, unless, you know, I'm getting yanked out the game, it's like, shoot, I'm not going to mess up again. <laughs> you know, it's like mentally you just can't keep your, you know, because like I said, we all been in that space. It all doesn't happen, you know, where you messed up and you just really down on yourself and it could change your mood. But ultimately, you know, I feel as if for me, if I can internally tell myself, like I can go back and attack this play to make up for the mistake because it already happened. So now it's as if, okay, what can I do now to, you know, make that play or make it right? Because, you know, I can't make the same mistake again. And, you know, I don't, I don't want, I'm a competitor. So it's like, okay, man, you got me this time, but you can't, you won't get me twice. <laughs> you won't get me twice. So uh, who's the, uh, who's the biggest trash talker on the youth team? <laughs> trash talker on the youth team. Ah, oh, man. I mean, I feel like every guy has their moment, you know, because it comes to, you know, you know, when they bickering at you. But I just I feel like I feel like Cam got to be one. Like when Cam on the field, like Cam's one of the most trash talker guys just because, you know, he he got that like like snarky personality. So like he going to give you. <laughs> something like you like they just came off wrong but you know it's disrespectful it might not be in a cuss word but you know he talking trash so you like dang man he done got you so i know i can Cal probably got one of the you know the, the trashiest mouths on the team but i know everybody got a few choice words they say to other guys when they get heated because uh it's, it get it get live out there time to time i agree baby okay so why did you come to utah Man, like I tell you, man, I've just been huge on family, and I just don't feel like anywhere else in the country just gave me this vibe. And then I kind of hear from coaches that leave, come back, and players that leave, come back. Like, it's different, man. I mean, through all the adversity space and, you know, all the things that you may dislike within the program, you know, one thing you can say is a family. You know, it's guys stay in, you know, the coaches are, you know, really player first. You know, they want to look out on our best benefit. And then during my recruitment process, man, it just it felt that way, you know, when I was being recruited. You know, they, you know, they could have put a little sugar on top, but man, I, the things that I asked for in the recruitment process and you know wanted to accomplish, 
is is in there, you know, I done been able to experience. And so I'm like, okay, they ain't lied to me. You know, they gave me opportunities and uh, you know, just about doing doing your best with it. And so along with that, even in coming to high school, I just I they they're big on putting guys in the league and that's been my dream coming growing up. You know, that's what I wanted to accomplish. Second in the country, you know, only behind Alabama as far as the number of guys we put in the league. Like you know, it's <laughs> it. it opens, opens your doors. <laughs> you hit it. You hit it on the. You hit it on the head, man. You just you come in here, you get an opportunity. You know, you come into an offense that's you know a prototypical offense that you might see in the NFL. So, yep. you know, you just come in, just kind of felt like I was just setting myself up for success coming here, and uh, you know, trials and tribulations can come, but I think it's it's been my it's been a great decision coming here. This podcast episode is brought to you by Jan Pro Franchise Developers. Thank you for supporting our student athletes at the University of Utah. So uh, I just want to make sure this is recorded. So when you're rich and famous, you better remember your uncle Dan. <laughs> I got you. Uh, I got you. I got you, man. We'll talk when I get back to Utah. I'll talk. We'll talk. I got some great, great little bits of wisdom as you get closer to being drafted. You know, it's. Uh, some cool stuff. I've helped a lot of players. Okay, so a uh, couple of crazy questions. So, what's your favorite food? I'm big pasta guy, man. I mean, from anywhere from baked Z, uh chicken farm, spaghetti. Like I, I love pasta. You know, I, that's that's my that's my dish, man. That's gonna be my favorite. That's my favorite meal. What you? Yeah, what about you? you? Sushi, man. Sushi? Yeah, I'm going downstairs to get some. I haven't eaten all day. I've been flying all day to Florida. You know, anyway. Yeah. So what's your favorite movie, man? We had a cat on the on the, on the on the podcast, man. I'll never throw anybody under the bus by name, but his favorite movie was Harry Potter. I'm like, and they know you're a defensive tackle. I'm like... <laughs> But the dudes at Oregon don't know that, man. There's man. Not, we're gonna go over big, dude. Man, I, I'm, I'm, I, I'm. I grew up on Disney, so. But my favorite out of all is Cars. That Cars movie is my is my <laughs> Cars one and Cars two, man. It, and even in in within the movies, just taught you so much about you know competitiveness and oh, yeah. so much. It was so much you could learn in the movies. But I, I just really enjoyed it, man. I, I just Lightning McQueen just. You know, I just felt like if I was in his shoes, I'd be snapping just like him, man. I'm on the fast oh, take out there, man. But no, I I'm love Carlin. That's you to a T, man. That's you. <laughs> oh. Hey, last favor. Look into the camera and just tell every parent in the country and every high school football player why they should come to Utah. Man, if you want to, if you if you want to go somewhere to develop your skills, develop you off the field, as long as you know, get a great education at a university. Uh, Utah is a place to be. You know, you're gonna come here and you're gonna compete. And Utah, especially as an athlete, and you want to be a dog. Utah plays the best, the best players. So no matter freshman, you know, just coming in, or you know, you you develop over the years and you became who you wanted to be to get yourself on the field, like. Utah is going to put the best guys on the field, and uh, they're going to give you that opportunity. So, yeah, come to Utah. You can accomplish your goals. Uh, you just got to come here and lock in. You know, this is a perfect place to do so. Come to Salt Lake City. You know, it's it's distractions, but it's not too much for you to just get overwhelmed. So you can come here and lock in on football and, you know, get the job done. 
ladies and gentlemen, Jalen Glover Lake, the, the pride of Lakeland, Florida. Number one in the program, number one in your heart. And uh, I'm pleading to the NIL folks. He should be driving <laughs> Mercedes by Friday. Come on, whoever's tuning in here, baby. How do, we, how do we follow you on social media? Oh, yeah. So my social media on Instagram is uh, One Way J. I promise you, if you put One Way J in, you'll see it. Uh, and then on Twitter, I'm officially J1. And, uh, yeah, those are my two socials. I don't really put my two, my TikTok out because I don't be on the TikTok like that. <laughs> Okay, man. Ladies and gentlemen, this is Mr. Glover, one number one. I, I love watching you, dude. I'm close enough to just see how you uh how you are are a comrade off the field. You're supportive, you know, when, when you come off and another running back comes in, you're just always ready to go. You never take a playoff. You're just so exciting to watch and you represent us, especially as a father of three daughters and one son. I I just take so much pride in. And having you wear that 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 red jersey, baby, I wore it for so long, and you just epitomize everything that we do. You're the you're the reason why we donate. You're the reason why we buy season tickets. We just love guys like you, and especially you, bro. Thank you. I appreciate so you, man. Being on the program, and we'll connect yes, offline, I, baby. Appreciate yes, sir. You. I know, you know I got you. Appreciate okay. you, man. You too, man. You have a great day. Yes, sir. You too. See ya. The views and opinions expressed on the Power Players podcast do not necessarily reflect those of KUTV or Sinclair Broadcast Group.